We're good? Yes. Good morning. Um, today is uh, Super Bowl Sunday, among other things, and there's a, several announcements I need to, to make, and so I welcome you this morning. Uh, number one is this, since it's Super Bowl, you know, there's been a tradition that the youth would collect uh, dollars or two dollars or ten dollars or whatever in soup pots, and uh, this money goes to... Uh, charity that the youth decide anyway this is today so after church service look for uh youth with um i guess we'll hold, they're collecting the money okay super bowl super super s-o-u-p-e-r super anyway it's also make a swish day which is a really big deal for our children and uh, that's at four o'clock today but pledges are running behind as last year. Now this money goes to South Carolina School for Deaf and Blind. And you know, the thing is, is you pledge, you know, 50 cent or something for every basket or a dollar or $2. Anyway, if you would, um, if you would see, if you want to do it, they're on the back table, okay? The pledge cards. And of course, I guess you could come at four o'clock and just pledge then. I mean, that's the thing. The thing is come and uh, support the, uh, the uh, children and make a swish that they do every year. Okay, the other thing that I want to remind you of is the United Methodist Women's, um, um, uh, what's it called? The, uh, uh, anyway, their executive meeting with their, what's it, faith and faith? Oh shoot, somebody help me out. It's, well, anyway, it's Monday, okay? <laughs> it's, it's Monday. All, all the United Methodist Women know already about it, I'm sure. Just, they told me to, re to remind somebody, and so I don't have it in such a way that I can find it quickly. So anyway, but that's Monday. And then tonight, uh, Does God Exist? Building the Scientific Case, which is one of our uh, small group studies, will not meet today. I bet it has something to do with Super Bowl, right? <laughs> but we'll resume next week, all right? Okay. And prayer cards. If you have a prayer card request, Now's the time to do it. Raise your hand, and one of our ushers will get you a card. Okay. okay. All right, I think that's all I got. Okay, it is. Let's begin our worship together. Will you stand? And let's all sing together. Scattered words and empty thoughts seem to pour from my heart. I've never felt so torn before. Seems I don't know where to start, but it's now that I feel your grace fall like rain from every fingertip. Washing away my pain I still believe In your faithfulness I still believe In your truth I still believe Holy word, well, even when I don't see. 
Sometimes we don't see. Sometimes we don't understand. But we know deep down that you've got such a great and miraculous plan for our lives and for the lives of the people around us. And Lord, we thank you so much for that. We thank you for having your hand on us and for just holding us tightly in your grip. Lord, thank you for the opportunity just to come today and to praise you and to lift you high among everything else. In your name I pray. Amen. Children, if you'll come to the carpet, we'll have our children's sermon. And if you will turn and greet each other and tell them good morning.
All right, good morning, everyone. I hope everyone survived the cold week. I bet it was fun. Some of you probably were out of school, huh? Yeah, that's so much fun. Yeah, we got to play in the snow, too. Today, Natalie's holding a flashlight for me, and we're going to talk about light. It's kind of neat, right? Everybody see the light? Yeah, kind of fun for sleepovers and stuff. All right, so what can you guys tell me about, or what do you know about light? Can anybody tell me something about light? What can you tell me? Um, it's the sun. Right, the sun, yeah, it's a form of light. Caroline? That's right, night lights, right. If it's a dark and you're, yeah. Morgan? It lets you see in the dark. That's right, it lets you see in the dark. Very good, it is a source of energy. I want to ask you one question. Where or who created the light? God. God, very good. And who can tell me what uh, book in the Bible that tells us? Where is that in the Bible that God created light? Lauren? Genesis. And do you guys remember on what day light was created? Lauren? The first day? Very good. Light is a very, very powerful source and a very wonderful gift that God gave us. And in the, it, we have scientists today that have studied the light, and we have been able to learn a lot about light. And one of the things that we learned about light, um, and you guys are probably familiar with this, when we see a beautiful rainbow, right, that is called refraction. And what that means is that the light is bending. As the sunlight goes through the raindrops, okay, as it goes through the raindrops, it bends, the light bends. And the sunlight then, it separates all the beautiful colors and it makes that beautiful rainbow. Another thing that we've learned in studying about the light, this wonderful gift that God has given us is reflection. And you guys probably do this every day. What is this that I'm holding in my hand? a mirror. And each and every day, we get up in the morning, and what do we do? We groom our hair, right? We brush it or comb it. We brush our teeth, right? Or maybe wash our face, right? And, and why? Who can tell me why we do this? Right, we got to be clean. Right, because your mom tells you, yeah. That's right. That's right, to see what we look like. Very good. And that's right, you did that this morning. Very good. And so why is that important? Why is it important we do these things? Caroline, you said to be clean. And this mirror helps us see, right, if we maybe missed a spot on our face, you might have some leftover sugar for maybe some cinnamon rose that you eat in the morning, to make sure to wash all that off. But it helps us to see what others, when we leave our house, are going to see right? How they're going to see us and how we're going to present ourselves. And we do this so that we show our best. We're nice and clean and ready for the day. Well, today's Bible lesson kind of deals with reflection, okay? And today's Bible lesson, it comes from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, and I'm going to read those to you. It says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden. Also, people do not light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, 
then it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine in front of others. Then they will see the good thing you do. And they will praise your Father who is in heaven. This verse is telling us, it's talking about reflection. We have to reflect what we have as Christians in our hearts and how we live our lives. And it's about drawing attention to him and not us and how we live our lives. So remember this each and every day as you prepare yourself. And maybe as you prepare yourself each and every day to go outside for your daily walk, maybe you can remember this prayer. Will you bow your heads with me and pray? Heavenly Father, let my walk today glorify you and let me reflect to those who don't know you your goodness, grace, and love. In your name we pray. Amen. Let us bow our heads for prayer. Oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Oh God, you are a loving God, and we come before you this day, and we bring our love for you. And we come, we humbly ask for our petitions to be answered. And we also confess our many shortcomings and sins this day. And we seek your forgiveness uh, for our shortcomings and our sins. And we ask that your Holy Spirit would help us, uh, help us to shine our light into the world, uh, to help us to reflect uh, your light into the world, and to bring good things uh, to that light and bring light to good things. Look with mercy upon us this day, O Lord. There are many within our congregation uh, that we need to lift up in prayer. Uh, we have uh, many people who this day who are suffering from disease. And we want to lift up, uh, continue to lift up at this time, uh, Aaron Bailey, who is um, fighting cancer. We want to pray for missionary in Asia. We want to pray for our co-worker's mother. We pray for Becky and for Nell, who are fighting cancer. We pray for Jan, who is fighting cancer. We pray for Ann, who is fighting cancer. We pray for the victims of the, of the house fire last week in Spartanburg. We pray this day for Marshall Lee, who will be having shoulder surgery this week. And we pray for Duncan Jeter, who will have surgery this week. We pray for all these, O oh Lord, and lift them up to you. We know that your hand is already at work in each one of these folks' lives. And we pray, O oh God, that you would bring about healing and restoration and successful operations. And Lord, we give you the glory for all these things. We give you the glory. 
Keep us in close to you, O Lord, in your loving arms. Show us the way to walk each and every day. For we pray this day in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying these words, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, you'll find the, the Beatitudes, you'll, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, several pages of the red letter words of Jesus Christ. And I want to simply share with you, beginning at verse 14 uh, through 16, as Jesus was preaching on the Sermon on the Mount, he said this to those who were listening. He said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for calling us here this day. We thank you for drawing us with your spirit that resides with us now. And may that same spirit guide us as we seek to understand. We pray in your name. Amen. All right, I got a question for you. How many TV evangelists does it take to change a light bulb? One, but to continue changing it, you've got to send money right now today. How many Baptists does it take to change a light bulb? What? Change a light bulb? My grandmother donated that light bulb. We're not changing that light bulb. How many Methodists does it take to change a light bulb? Now, come on. At least 20, at least 20, how many? A committee, that's right. At least 25 uh, to do it because you need one to change the bulb, but you need at least 24 to serve on various committees to decide what company we should buy the bulb from, decide what kind of bulb, and to decide who's going to bring the food because we're going to have a covered dish as we change it. I can't help it. I got one more. I can't help myself. It's better knock-knock jokes. I started to give you some knock-knock jokes. How many Am Amish, Amish people does it take to change a light bulb? That's right. What's a light bulb? What's a light bulb? You know, the church throughout the centuries have, has had a love affair with light. I mean, if you think about it, we like candles even when it's not dark. We light candles at all kind of occasions. Uh, our own denominational logo is a cross and a flame, a light. And Jesus, you know, said we are the light of the world and that we should let this light shine before uh, people as a way to guide them, to, to guide their path uh, out of darkness into light. And you are called as Christ's followers to go and light the world. But it's important for us, I think, to remember that our lights are not 
uh, created by ourselves. They do not come from within us automatically. They come from an outside source. When I was a young lad, I used to go around with my grandfather, who was a superintendent with Duke Power, and he was in charge of the hydroelectric plants uh, along the Catawba River up in North Carolina. And I learned firsthand that it takes an awful lot of effort uh, to furnish us electricity so that we can have lights. It, it's really, really a big operation uh, for us, so, something that we just assume every time, quick, when we turn the switch. And it's so much better than the days when we had to light a candle or light a kerosene lamp. You know, before the days of matches, producing a spark was a complicated process. Uh, it, it, it took uh, a lot of effort. If any of you have ever tried to do this, anyone ever tried to do this, make a fire without matches, it is quite difficult. Uh, one time when I was a kid, I was uh, a friend of our, mine, we decided that we were going to take a trip uh, from our home across several miles to where my grandfather lived. What we weren't counting on was it was going to get got dark before we got there. So about halfway there, it started getting dark. We decided we needed to camp out and spend the night before we tried to continue on in the darkness. One little problem. We had not brought either matches nor flashlights with us. And so we tried our best to light a fire. I wish I could tell you, and I was a Boy Scout at the time, that I was able to light that fire. I was unable to light that fire. We spent the night in the darkness until we were rescued by concerned parents who decided that we might need some help and came looking for us. I'll never forget how happy I was when I saw those lights coming towards us, piercing the darkness. My friends, light comes from God. On the first day of creation, as you just heard in the children's sermon, God created light and said that it was good. Uh, light does not shine on its own. Candles don't glow by themselves. It requires something else. It requires a source. And Jesus declared that he was the light of the world and that whoever follows him would never walk in darkness. Jesus is the source of our light. All light in the world, Jesus is the source of it. We're not self-ignited. Uh, as I said, we're not the source of light. We don't shine on our own. The flame comes beyond us. And it's important for us to understand these, the basic principle uh, of that we don't shine on our own, that someone else causes us to shine. Alex Haley, a noted author, once said that he kept a portrait of a turtle, you've probably seen one of these, sitting on a fence post in his office. And he said that every time that he got an award or he received some accolade or he got a good book review, he would take a long look at that turtle. And he would remember that he did not get to where he was uh, by himself. That turtle didn't get to the top of that fence by himself and neither did Alex get to the wards and things that he had. Our light, our success comes from outside ourselves. And it's important that we acknowledge that and give thanks for that. And we just need to ask ourselves, are we letting our, our, our light shine? Have we let the Holy Spirit light a fire in us? Uh, sometimes we just need to ask the Lord to do that. A really a simple prayer that it, that's often used is simply this. Come Holy Spirit, blow like the wind, kindle a flame uh, 
in this cold heart of mine. Blow like the wind, kindle a flame in this cold heart of mine. You know, our lights are meant to shine. It's important to know where they come from. It's important to know the source. But it's important to also know that they're meant to shine. Once we've been given this light, it's not, we're not, as Jesus said, put it under a bowl. We don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Now, he's actually referring to something that they used to do. And I'll get there in a minute. But what we do is we, we, turn, we put a lamp on a stand, right? We put a lamp where we need the light. So it gives light to everyone. You see, light was hard to come by in the first century Palestine. When Jesus was standing there on the Sermon on the Mount, uh, where this particular place, and he mentioned a, a city on the hill, there was a, if, you, if you were standing there listening to the Lord Jesus, you look and at the Lord Jesus across the uh, lake, uh, and there was, a, there was a city there on top of that hill. It's easy to see. That was what he was referencing. He was using... Uh, you know, an actual point of reference to those people. Light was hard to come by. There was no electricity, young folks. There were no matches. So you didn't put your light out, right? You kept that light going. So when you left the house for safety reasons, you would put that lamp under a bowl. And see, Jesus knew that and was explaining that to the people who were listening to him. You don't put that light on and then put a bowl over it only time you do that is when you leave because you don't want it to cause a fire, but you want the light to stay on. Lights are not meant to be permanently hidden. Lights are made to shine. Darkness can only exist in the absence of light. You know, it's one thing for us people today in, in modern times in modern America to curse about the darkness that we see around us. And that's a real easy thing to do but it doesn't accomplish a whole lot. What accomplishes a whole lot more is to light a candle. We can rant and rave about the sad state of the world, but the question is, why is there darkness in the world? Where is the light? Who has the light? Why aren't we shining the light? Maybe we need to turn up the light. The church, in my opinion, would do well this day and age if we would shine the light of the love of Christ into these dark areas of the world. We need, to, we need to turn our light upon the dark cultural areas uh, and the dark culture in which we live. As I mentioned last week, John Wesley said, if he had 100 people, he could change the world, and he did. You sit in this room right now, is probably 100 people. There are all kinds of folks here, all walks of life, all, all kinds of different situations. Is your light shining to the fullest? Are you shining into those dark areas of our culture? Your light matters, my friends. Your light matters. Let's take a little quiz real quick, and then I'll finish up because we have our communion today. How many of you can name, could do these three, answer these questions, three questions? Name the five wealthiest people in the world. Name the last five Heisman Trophy winners. Some of you might come close to that. Name the last five winners of the Miss America pageant. I bet very few, if any in here, knows the correct answer to those three simple questions. But let me ask you three other questions. Who fed and clothed you when you were young and helpless? What was the name of your first grade teacher? Who's the first friend you would call in an emergency? You know these answers. You know why you know these answers? Because these folks 
have provided light to your path sometime. And so it's important. Your light shining is important. Other people's light shining is important to you. And your light shining is important to other people. Let me finish with this story, true story. A university professor was, had been invited to speak at a military base. It was December. It was near Christmas time. And he was met at the airport by a soldier. And this is the story. He said, after we had introduced ourselves to each other, we headed towards the baggage claim area. But this soldier who had come to meet me, he kept disappearing. Once he stopped to help an older woman with her baggage. Once he stopped to lift two toddlers up to see Santa Claus who was making an appearance there. And then again, he, he, he paused to give directions to someone who was lost. Every time I looked up, he was off doing other things. Finally, I said to him, where, why do you do this? Where did you learn to do this? He, and he said, what are you talking about? And the professor says, where did you learn to live this way? And he replied, I was in the war. My job was to clear minefields. And you never know which step might be your last, so I learned to live between the steps. Think about that. I learned to live between the steps. And so I've just kept living that way. He learned to live between the steps. Between the obvious steps, making sure this professor got to the base and in the right place. Our lights are for a cause, a noble cause, a cause beyond us, a cause more important than anything else, yes, even more important than the Super Bowl. Candles melt, bulbs burn out, the sun sets. For, to everything there's a season, to everything there is a time, there's a purpose. You know, burnout is one of the buzzwords of our day. Distressed people burn out. Self-centered people burn out. Self-sufficient people burn out. Unprepared people burn out. Friends, I don't want you to be those kind of people. Jesus put it this way. He told a story about going to a wedding, and he said there were five wise and five foolish attendants. Five had sufficient oil. In other words, five had enough light to see their way. And five did not and ran out of oil. And in their frantic effort to replenish their supply, they missed the wedding party. My friends, don't miss the big celebration that's coming. Don't miss the wedding party. This today is simply a reminder that Christ has gone to heaven and prepares a table for us, prepares a place for us to feast, prepares a place for us to celebrate and to have a wonderful reunion someday. Don't miss this by letting your light go out. Renew the source of your light. Renew your light and shine your light. That's your purpose. That's your purpose. Let Christ increase. Church might seem irrelevant to some people today, but you know what? Church is the only place encouraging people to live beyond themselves. Church is the only place asking you to be a light to others. Is your light hiding or shining? Let it shine. Let it shine. 
Let us uh, stand and affirm our faith with our affirmation. Then we, have, then we will have our offering and then our communion. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus the Word made flesh to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life, in death, in life beyond death. God is with us. We're not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our ushers receive our offerings.
My heart is yours, my soul is free. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for saving me. I want you to, in a few minutes, we were going to have a, uh, two stations for intinction. That's where a piece of bread's given to you and you dip it into the cup and then consume it. The, I'm going to have uh, that being done by those who are assisting me because I'm still unsteady enough in my hands. So, that, so once I've consecrated elements, they will give you the elements. Uh, the United Methodist Church believes that Christ's table is open to all and all who seek to love the Lord are invited to the table. Hear now the invitation. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart, we have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now let us pray prayers of intercession and confession. Let us pray. Hear now the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and you made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. 
on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, he gave thanks to you, he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. He gave it to his disciples. And he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And uh, let's... Two stations are open if you'd come. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, by
was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, by his wounds we are healed. We are healed by your sacrifice. for our transgressions and crushed for our sins the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds by his wounds we are here for our transgressions he was crushed for our sins the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds by his wounds we are I'm not one. It makes me lie down in green pastures. And he leads me beside still waters. And he restores my soul. And he leads me in paths of
us, let us pray. Eternal God, we give thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Will you stand? Go in peace to love and to serve. Let your ears ring on with what you've heard. May the bread on your tongue leave a trail of crumbs. And take to the world this love, this hope and faith. And take to the world this rare, relentless grace. And like the three in one, know you must become what you want to say. Receive now the blessings of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Almighty, Eternal, Triune God, one God, now and forever. Amen.
Have a great week.